0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday october 6th 2022 i'm one of your hosts blessing adelia jr i'm joined by lacroix poppy himself aka my fellow forbes 30 under 30 aka tim ma fucking gettys
1: happy thursday to you blessed today is a blessed day for all of us a cursed what? day some would say it what's was just mean it was a little over a year ago that we sat in these very positions mm. when we learned that chris pratt would be voicing mario that oh, anya taylor yeah. joy would be voicing princess peach that seth rogan would be voicing donkey kong etc etc and today going. we're gonna see it we're gonna get the face reveal that the world has been waiting for officially not from leaked things we're gonna hear that voice come out did of those you, did you lips. see the leaks did you look at the leaks Oh, just the one picture. Cause yeah.
0: I, okay, because I can help myself. I saw a picture pop up, and I was like, "I just got, I gotta just look at this. We gotta know,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see
0: every detail of Mario's face. Which let me tell you, it's definitely Mario.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I looked yeah. at the guy.
0: I was like, "That's motherfucking Mario. That's that's I'm, the guy. That's now here
1: to their credit. I gotta say, it's not ugly Mario. It's just Mario." It's, it's not it's like nice. you looked at Sonic and like that's ugly Sonic, you know. I will say so. I, I I don't want to I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to spoil the kids
2: for uh, you know. Later on, we'll do live reactions to the actual trailer itself. I will say not ugly Mario, a little Yossified Mario though. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say he does look a little like a little different, a little prettier. I'll say I like that. I like it. I like it. But Yeah, yeah. he
0: he looks like he they, they took him to the to the uh, green room and they like they yeah. padded him with makeup and they,
2: they marched him out and they're like I just right, needed get, that. They, they took the Italian out of him a little bit and I d I don't appreciate that. We need more Italian representation. See, I feel like
1: they added more in. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Tim, what's
2: your what's your dissection of the poster? I assume you saw it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean I'm very poster, excited. Right? Yeah, it's pretty dope. I think it's great. I like that it looks different. I'm super happy. It's not that generic DreamWorks style, Illumination yeah. style that we we see so many movies get that, honestly, I kind of assumed we were going to get from the, the Mario movies. So, so far, this movie's done everything right for me. I'm excited to see what this trailer brings us, but, like, I'm on the positive side of this, honestly.
0: Bear, if you're able to bring up the poster, if you, ha- if you have uh, a few seconds to, to go, on. oh, man, you are quick with it. Well, oh, you, you, brought, you brought up Mario's ass, which, again, Mario's ass is missing. It's no nowhere to be found. Mario's but if look,
1: ass is missing. Luigi has to go find <laughs> <if Luigi> it. That's <laughs> going to be the plot
0: of the movie. I want to give a shout out to, I want to say it was Gene Park on Twitter the other day who pointed out that it looks like Captain Toad is like showing Mario to the Mushroom Kingdom for the first time. Because mm-hmm. if you zoom into some of the Toads in the background, they look kind of like surprised and kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? Like what is this? And then Toad looks like he's almost like a tour guide, right? And Mario's I don't looking think it's at Captain Toad, Kingdom.
1: technically. You don't think it's Captain? But I do think it's Toad with a little backpack on. Is that is that not just backpack. what Captain backpack. Toad is? I guess no. Captain Toad
0: has like a head head. Yeah, Captain anywhere, Toad right? just like has a lot more. What if, what if he ends the movie
2: with the little uh, headgear? Oh, that'd be so he, sick! He like turns into his whole arc in this movie. He becomes Captain Toad. I mean, I'm pretty. I'd be pretty stoked about that. I'm, I'm like
0: honest. that. Got that. Gave me chills, Barrett.
2: <laughs> I, I know. I, I gave myself myself. Here we go. Okay, but also to b- take it back, take the chills away. Like mm-hmm. I brought up when this uh, poster was revealed, is the assumption. Again, last time, uh, last time we can ask this before the trailer comes out. Is Keegan-Michael Key voice in all these toads?
1: 100%. Do you 100%. think so?
2: Yeah. I don't think so. Or, not, or is it just the, the main toad here with the right want
0: I want every single toad in this movie to have the same voice that Keegan-Michael Key uses for his um, anger translator, Obama a bit. Where it is like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck is up? Like I, I want that kind of toad. <laughs> I yeah.
1: want toad to be mad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be the the red one, but I you're not totally off, Barrett. I, I can see them doing that, uh, depending on the I tone of the film. I want them to lean into it, and he voices if, every single one. Also,
2: Honestly, Slushy in the YouTube chat asks, isn't the blue toad the main one? Where have you no, been? what?
1: Where have you well, been since the 80s? What? In Mario 2, he was mm, the blue toad. Okay,
2: that's true. That's, one that's game. actually a good call. That's one game. Every other With game is the The red... only game you
0: play is him. Here, here's what I wanna wanna what I want to say too. I think you can't really go wrong with the toad voice situation because if you have all these other toads sound like the modern annoying ass toad voice, where it is like the high pitch. I can't do it. I think Jared Petty does it sometimes and I'm like Hello. God, what a, Yeah, exactly. If every toad sounds like that and there's this one toad that just sounds like Keegan Michael Key, that's gonna be fucking hilarious. That's the best. <laughs> like there is no I don't think there's any or you have like some of them that sound like that, yeah, some of them that sounds like N64 toad where he just sounds like a fucking baby. He was like, no, like you have like that high pitched toad and then you just have fucking Key and mm-hmm. Michael T as the main toad. No matter what direction they take it in, it's going to be amazing. I yeah. can't wait for this trailer. I've been going to change it's, the game. This this poster was the thing that turned me around. I can't wait for it. Of course, we're going to be are we going to be live reacting to it or what's the what's the status on that? Tim? We will be live reacting
1: to that today over on Twitch.tv
2: oh, slash yeah. kind of funny games, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games
1: and YouTube.com slash kind of funny. We can do that. All <laughs> cool. right. No, hold on. I think we're just going to be on one of the YouTubes. Just kind of funny. You're, oh, just we're kinda just funny? doing kind of funny? Just kind of right. funny. Just kind of funny. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah, well, it's a movie trailer.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it is a video game movie trailer.
1: <laughs> I know and that complicates things, but hey. We have a show called Screencast, okay? <laughs> Hell
0: yeah. Well, I was going down later today. 1 p.m. I believe is when that, that's going to uh, premiere, but for now. Tim, let's talk about the news that's happening currently, because today's stories include Need for Speed Unbound-looking anime as fuck, uh, PlayStation letting you link to your Steam account and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash dot com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content like kind of beauty and like the shit list so look out for that housekeeping for you a new kind of funny games cast is up right now featuring janet garcia talking all about gotham knights andy and i talking about overwatch 2 and our time hopping back into mario maker 2 Uh, that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe then in case you missed it we got some new merch merch of the month is the studio bomber jacket designed by nick at campfire design studio that tim ma fucking gettys is wearing right now let me tell you tim looks so fresh in it
1: it's good it's real good is, it, comfy? is it, it comfortable it's very comfortable very light very different God. than the ps i love you bomber jacket that we had before that one's a little thicker like a little more it's puppy it's for the warmth this one's one of them light one lightweight ones you can just bundle up and take oh, with you everywhere behind too y'all dude me too because it's, it's more best.
2: it's more for fashion at that point and yeah i love it for it's fashion, fashion over function yeah, which yeah. i'm all yeah. about that fashion over function though. and show
1: the yeah look at the inside come that's on cool. oh look at that so design oh cool. that's, that, that's that
0: that Nick at Campfire special touch right is there. Is that like it California
2: is. topography? Like, it, it is. Was, oh, that's really it cool. It actually is. Wow. Damn, look at yeah. that. If
0: you're an audio listener, I, I implore you to go to the video version and watch, look at this because this drop armor jacket is insane. It looks amazing. Uh, but speaking of something that looks insane and amazing, the work from home shirt designed by the up and comer Andy Cortez is also up on the on com slash store. And I love this thing as well. Really, oh, really so good design. Hot. It's going to be one of the ones where actually under this, I think I'm wearing like another work from home shirt, like the one that we had at the beginning. Yeah I, was like, yeah I think this is a patreon exclusive here i'm stripping mm-hmm. in front of all you yeah. love it i love I, I love this shirt that i'm wearing but then yeah i also love this new design i think it's gonna be one of those it's gonna be one of those nostalgia ones where four years from now i'm gonna look back at that shirt and be like damn we work from home for two years yeah like over over two years almost two and a half three. years almost three <laughs> yep. fucking wild man absolutely insane but go check those out kindoffunny.com slash store Uh, And then, of course, it is finally happening. Friday the 14th, we're moving into the spare bedroom, our 5,000 square foot state of the art studio in San Francisco, and you're invited to the marathon stream to end all marathon streams. It starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Cisco will be here. James Mm -hmm. Elise Williams will be here, Mm -hmm. and we'll be doing some of your favorite bits live while funding a whole bunch of brand new kind of funny content. You don't want to miss it. Friday, October 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Now, that means that next week will be different. Monday the 10th will record KFGD and the final kind of funny podcast from home, but all other content except for Greg's Gregway vlogs on Patreon will be canceled as we move in and prep for the, for Friday, the 14th stream. You do not want to miss it. Tim, how hyped should people be?
1: I don't think people should ever have been more hype for a kind of funny thing than what we're about to do on October 14th. And I say that without any hesitation at all. I've made many hype trailers in my my day. They're kind of my favorite thing to do. I have outdone myself with what we're doing with the reveal of this studio. I swear to God, it is about to be the dopest thing ever. There are so many elements on October 14th that are going to blow people's minds. But I'm telling you, the first reveal of the, the studio for the first time, my greatest work.
2: Wow. I was I, I was, I was really it. scared because it sounded like you were about to say, I don't think people should be hyped at
0: all. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And I was, was like, like, oh, oh dude, <laughs> <laughs> This is very unlike Tim. <laughs> don't be hyped at all. <laughs> what happened? Who are we? <laughs> no, Do, no Do not be hyped. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady, on YouTube. Today we're brought to you by NZXT and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We, we have, have seven stories today
2: a baker's
0: dozen starting with our number one tim i have a mm-hmm. need a need oh, for what's speed. that need for yeah need baby for speed, tim uh, need for speed unbound has finally been revealed after many leaks and let me tell you it's been one of the ones where i've been biding my time because like i prep kind of funny games daily every single day and <laughs> every single day this week had new need for speed leaks and i was like mm-hmm. uh, is this the day mixed to the show I don't know, man. We have a lot to talk about. And finally, it's officially revealed. We can talk about it in official capacity, so we don't have to fucking speculate and do all that stuff. We can just talk about the stuff that we see in front of us. And let me tell you, the stuff that we see in front of us is very interesting. Uh, I I'm told gonna poll- you, Bless. I <laughs> I'm told gonna poll- you. This is Cat Bailey at IGN. A new Need for Speed will be arriving on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC this December, featuring the return of Criterion as the lead developer for the first time in close to a decade. Titled, Need for Speed Unbound, Criterion's long awaited return to the racing scene will utilize new gen consoles and the frostbite engine to deliver 4k 60 fps visuals in a free roaming open world called lakeshore the physics will run at a high frame rate as well offering quote more control and nuance to the physical movement of cars and quote <laughs> more control and nuance to the physical movement of cars all right cool uh yeah. that comes from the creative director uh kieran crimins uh at ea and it's just the fact that like The physical movement of cars, like, as opposed to the what movement of cars? You know, the spiritual movement of cars? The mental movement of cars? I digress. Uh, A trailer released Thursday offered uh, fans their first look at the newly revamped art style, which is meant to reflect the franchise's return to its street racing roots, as well as the input of rapper ASAP Rocky, who will have his own mode in the new entry. Its emphasis on art and graffiti will extend to the gameplay, with burst nitrous boosts rewarded for stylish drifting. Or sorry, stylish driving. Quote Need for Speed is about trend setting. Need for Speed is about breaking the mold. Need for Speed is about rebellion. It's at the heart of that street racing fantasy. So, we should be exploring new art styles and new visions and new ways the game can look so that we can not only stand out from everything else but also deliver innovation where we where we should be setting trends, crimmins says. Uh, of course, the IGN article goes on. They had like an exclusive re- reveal on it. I implore you if you want to learn more of the nitty-gritty details about Need for Speed Unbound, go over to IGN, give them the clip, give them. read but uh nibel has some bullet points for us here as well uh it is running at 4k 60 fps using the frostbite engine there's a brand new high frame rate physics system uh there's offline single player racing with a campaign but then there's also multiplayer with cross-play support and uh there's going to be free post-launch content updates tim I, we've talked about Need for Speed. You're a, you're a Need for Speed fan, right? At least from back in the day.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everyone has their own rebellion. I guess the Need for Speeds was to have a little bit more color uh, in their in their world. This is interesting. Last week, when this was first starting being leaked and talked about, me and you were were discussing it, and you were saying that it sounds lame as hell. And I was like, I yeah. don't know. This sounds like just the right type of corny bullshit that I'm looking for. And looking at this, this looks like just the type of corny bullshit I'm looking for. Having said that, I I don't know if this is going to be the one. Things are looking towards it. We talked about this a little bit last week where it's like this is coming out in December. That's uh, really soon. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like we don't know how long they've been actually working on this. We have Criterion returning for the first time in close to a decade. That could be good. They could have been working on it for a long time and like this is their, their one. But uh, I, I'm hoping that's the case because what I don't want to happen is this seems to be the closest we've gotten to an underground in a very long time. And um, I hope that if that's the case, that they don't kind of waste that opportunity on something that they're just rushing out the door. Uh, this seems cool. I, I feel like it's a little less anime vibe. It, it has like Spider-Verse type of uh, of inspiration I'm seeing here. And that's cool. I don't know if they're going to do enough with it. I don't know if that like kind of... Um, the the aesthetics of this are going to be backed up by the right type of gameplay because i feel like arcade racers um and especially the need for speed types are so hard to get that balance right between the the realism versus the arcadiness versus just the fun of the gameplay you know and then the the making sure the looks and the sounds all add up to a cohesive experience and i haven't had that in a need for speed game in a very 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 long time i've had spurts of fun even uh booting up me for speed heat a couple years ago for a little bit like just racing around the tracks it's like all right this is fun but it's not like a video game i need to commit myself to you know
0: yeah 100 percent. and i what was it? this last month that need for speed heat uh, came to play, playstation plus i downloaded it and i played just a little bit of it just to kind of r- remind myself on right, how does need for speed feel to play and, you know, Need for Speed Heat is one that I think gets a lot of love. I think it's probably one of the standouts in the last decade of Need for Speed. But even me going back to it, and this might just be the P- the PS4-ness of it, I was like, man, I don't know if this controls and moves the way that I want it to. And it's that weird. I think it's that, it's that interesting place where Need for Speed exists on the arcade-to-sim spectrum. Because for yeah. me, if you come to me right now and you're like, what is... racing game to play in 2022 i'd be like oh man forza horizon 5 is the one right i think that kind of that that hits that perfect sweet spot of it's semi enough to where it looks beautiful and the way the cars sound is amazing the uh but then like also The arcadiness is fun, they have good challenges. It's a video game ass video game while also having a lot of the quality that you can get out of a Need for Speed, uh, not Need for Speed, a Forza Motorsport at the same time. Need for Speed is definitely way more on the arcadey side of the spectrum. And I feel like nowadays you kind of get those way fewer and far between. I think it's either you get a Forza, Forza or like a Forza Horizon or you're getting uh, a cruise and blast, or some, or like a cart racer, or something that's on the yeah. way other end of the. Hey, we don't really need to think about realism whatsoever about uh, for this, right? Let's just have fun. Need for Speed is kind of in the middle of that, where it is an well, arcade racer. the burnouts racer.
1: as well, right? Like there's, there's like the that burnouts. other other side of things, and especially when you bring Criterion into it. So
0: yeah, but we haven't gotten a burnout in so long, and I what I want to see is for a Need for Speed slash burnout game to come back and really cement that. No, this. This specific portion of the spectrum can still exist and still actually be a banger because I, I go back to uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered and guess what? That game <laughs> so is still good. a banger. So that good. game is still really fun, and I think I, I don't think there's anything about uh, like these type of arcade racing games that. Have aged terribly necessarily, right? I think I don't know. I don't know what it is that we haven't gotten as many in the last decade or so. Maybe it is just the fact that hey, these are expensive to make, and so we're gonna make them. We gotta go all the way in the forces sense, or we gotta just like make it really fun and really speedy and make it about the arcade shit and the cruise and blast sense. Um, with that though, like to your uh, to what you were talking about earlier, right? With Criterion. I'm also fascinated to see what they bring to the the table, Uh, it's been Ghost Games that have been making the uh, most recent Need for Speed games that, for me, haven't been hitting. Criterion is a developer that I love, right, Criterion are the ones who made Burnout 3, they made Burnout Revenge, they made Burnout uh, Paradise, and then they also worked on things like Need for Speed, uh, Hot Pursuit, but then also since then they've done a lot of support work uh, for EA. I've been wanting Criterion to come back and really get back to the racing game roots, and ideally. I would have wanted that with Burnout, right? Like I don't know why EA decides to just keep Burnout. Need for Speed on ice. Burnout. Uh, Need for Speed Burnout would be so good. And even the when ice they, itself. I forget if it was Heat or the one that was before Heat, where you where they revealed the trailer at E3, and it kind of looked like that. Like they showed destruction, they showed fast speed, they showed all that stuff that looked like Burnout, but it had Need for Speed in the name. Ah, uh, but it just didn't pan out to be that right like i'll love for them to come back uh, with it uh, with that in, in in some sense but the fact that it's criterion the fact that they're working on need for speed i do like that they're going in a different direction with it i still i'm still not completely sold i like that they're kind of getting radical but when i look at the visuals when i look at the art style it does it do, it's like it i don't, it doesn't work as much for me right it doesn't it doesn't work together right and maybe that's the whole point of it is they want these realistic cars but then They want the 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 bursts of animation and the Spider Verse style stuff, but it looks weird to me. It feels
1: like an imitation. Like you look at it and like it either looks like oh it has it's anime inspired or oh it's Spider Verse inspired, but it doesn't. It's inspired is kind of where it ends. It doesn't look like it has its own thing to say at all, which is not great for something like this because I don't think that just you know adding a dope art style to. That gameplay is going to be enough to to make it special. We need the gameplay to stand on its own, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had that from this team, from this franchise. But I hope that I'm wrong because I I want a world where Need for Speed games are coming out and are things that we are looking forward to, and not things that are just we're confused about. Of wait, which one was this? Did people like this? yeah Did I play was, that one? Was payback like, one of the good ones was exactly good like, ones. Like they need yeah. to fix that because there was a time where you just expected they were going to be great 100 percent,
0: yeah and now and uh, like when i look more into the details of what of what they're bringing to the table with this need for speed game right like i look at the 4k 60 fps stuff and i'm like cool that is a must-have right like i, I think you want that for a, a racing game that's coming out on the playstation 5 um but then also like then talking about the open world and all that stuff i believe heat had an open world as well like that's not new but I think there's stuff they can do with that, especially if they're going for that uh, that underground vibe of like you know underground street racing. You know, yeah, bring that to to the table, see where you can go with it. Then talk about the ASAP Rocky stuff in the campaign where ASAP Rocky is gonna play a character. All right, cool. Like, let's see what that's about. I think that's the kind of people. That's the kind of thing people want from Need for Speed. Um, I think it's fascinating that they're going with ASAP Rocky because, like, I like ASAP Rocky. I dig ASAP Rocky's music. I I feel like. There's a there's a number of other artists and celebrities you could probably go with that might be a little bit more popular than ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, I think, is a like little a move, bit of a deep cut.
2: Th- this feels like a move from like six years ago when like ASAP Rocky was like starting to appear in like shows and movies and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, it feels a little late for that, but you know. Like that's like if him.
0: and <laughs> I don't want to insult ASAP Rocky, because I do love ASAP Rocky. <laughs> but that's like that's like if in twenty eleven they're like, cool, let's make Ja Rule the main character of this game. It's like ASAP Rocky came out.
1: Plus, like a even you know ago. that is too far. That's <laughs> is, it, too no, far. is it too far? Like
0: ASAP Rocky's last album was what, like 2018? 2017? eighteen, twenty seventeen? It's been a while since I I listened to a new A S A P Rocky thing. But all power to him. Like I hope I hope this works out. I you know I'm looking forward to seeing what what A S A P brings to the table for Need for Speed. Does he change the game? I don't know. We'll see. I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Will he Does do the idea what of the Aaron campaign?
0: I don't know. Does the campaign excite you?
1: I wish that it did. It should, but it doesn't because I just don't have faith. If I had faith in this project, I think it'd be a lot more exciting. Like so many elements of this should be cool. It's just, if there weren't the last seven entries in this franchise to make me not really be excited about this, then it'd be a different story, but there were bless. There mm. were.
0: God. I'm so curious about this thing. I hope it hits. Uh, and I guess we'll see in only a couple months. It's coming at you December. Get ready for it. Story number two. Players can now link their PlayStation Network and Steam accounts. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Players can now link their PlayStation Network and Steam accounts. The first game that allows players to do this is Marvel Spider-Man, which today received a patch which added the feature. Evidence of planned connectivity between the PlayStation Network and the PC versions of Sony games uh, was discovered earlier this year, but it's only become official with today's update. A new registration page on the PlayStation website, which allows players to make the connection between their accounts, is also now live. Quote, Link your Steam account to PlayStation Network to receive unlocks uh, uh, in this and other PlayStation Studios games, the webpage reads. Quote, you will also receive the latest news, updates, and offers from PlayStation Studios games on PC or PlayStation platforms. Register by creating a Sony account for PlayStation Network or by signing in with your existing Sony account and password, end
1: quote. Tim. It's happening. It's happening. I hope, you know, this is the type of thing that looks like it's a lot of good news. But until we actually have it just work, it's going to be a pipe dream, right? Because we're Mm -hmm. looking at this and it's like, but even then the hesitancy I have, it's like Sony is really going all in on PC. I would have never believed it. Like, I feel like we are 10 steps further into the PC ecosystem from PlayStation than I would have ever expected. And every time we take one more step, I'm still surprised.
0: Yeah. Now I want to take a pause here. Barrett, are we still live? Because <laughs> everybody Not
2: on YouTube and I don't know what happened. I'm hitting up Kevin because I think uh, uh, we might be messing something with the restream. So, gotcha. Um, All right.
0: Twitch seems. It seems like yeah, we're still Twitch live. Yeah. Twitch. We're still
2: live. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Like you know, going back to the story here, I, 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 I love that this is happening. I love that this is happening specifically because. PlayStation linking to Steam I think bodes well for what the future is of PlayStation on PC because I think inevitably it is it is inevitable that there is a PlayStation launcher right or a central PlayStation hub on PC that is proprietary that you go to to do whatever PlayStation shit that you want Uh, I don't want a future though where it is cool Get everything on the PlayStation PC launcher and now we're cutting off from Steam. We're cutting off from epic I think the best case scenario is being able to go everywhere for everything Um, And being able to link your Steam account to your PlayStation account. I think is the best case scenario for oh, thank god Maybe maybe just maybe I can buy a PlayStation game on Steam and launch it off of Steam But then still earn trophies and still do the online stuff right when they whenever they announce or reveal and release their online games I think that's the best case scenario. I'm still like you know, a bit nervous about it, and especially talking about PlayStation uh, doing their own thing, right? Doing PC launchers. I went to the link. There's now like a PlayStation uh, page on their website that is, "Hey, connect your account to your P- to your PC um, or to your Steam." And would you know that 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 link was not working? I was click I was clicking the button, nothing was happening. Right? It was deja vu of yesterday when they announced or when they uh, launched PlayStation Stars, and I kept trying to sign up for PlayStation Stars, and I kept getting a 404 error. And so. PlayStation on PC is a thing that I think ha- is going to have a lot of growing pains. Uh, and, you know, it's something that, like many PlayStation services, I think, you know, it- it's going to be a thing that they have to learn and get through and figure out the kinks as it's going. But I think being able to partner with Steam and Epic and the people that are doing the stuff right and do have the-, the ecosystems that people already like is the best case scenario. Because then you can kind of get past a lot of those growing pains. Yeah. So good on you.
1: Yeah, I agree i think that that is best case scenario i don't know how likely that is especially when you start thinking about the ramifications of that for their business where microsoft already made the decision to triple down and it's like yeah if you own the game you own the game and if it's game pass it's game pass and there's pc and game pass xbox and all that whereas with playstation if you're linking the accounts between stuff it's like they're they want you to buy the game twice right they don't Mm -hmm. want you to get the pc version free if you have the the PlayStation console version already. I think that's where it's going to start getting um, dicey and they're going to have to make some decisions because like right now, as far as I know, all the games that you can link your PC or like Steam or Epic or whatever to the PlayStation console side, they're free to play games, which is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like the monetization's a completely different strategy there. So I can't imagine them necessarily wanting you to be able to buy God of War on steam and then be able to play it on playstation and i think people would expect that functionality if your steam account could log into your playstation you get what i'm saying
0: yeah 100 yeah we'll have to see how 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 they tackle it for now, let's, con- let's continue talking about big uh, console business story number three. Hell the yeah. F- the FTC could reportedly rule on Microsoft's Activision deal by late November. Uh, this is Tom Ivan at VGC. The Federal Trade Commission, a.k.a. the FTC, could reportedly rule on Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard by late November. That's according to deal reporter uh, via Seeking Alpha, which claims the U.S. regulators inquiry is still at the staff level, but that is expected to progress through the Bureau of Competition and And on to the commissioners over the coming weeks. The publication sources claim FTC staff uh, have significant concerns about the $68.7 billion merger and that the regulator has been engaging with a number of competitors opposed to the transaction including Sony and Google. Uh, Now that's the end of that story but I do want to bring in another story. This comes from Benji Sales on Twitter who tweeted out yesterday that it appears that Brazil has just approved Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard with no restrictions. And then he follow up and says that uh, Brazil also adds that it's not their job to it's not their job or role to protect Sony slash PlayStation's interest or position and even if Call of Duty or Activision the Activision catalog goes exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem they don't believe it makes the market anti-competitive um and so yeah we're gonna see hopefully see results by late November on the on the, the FTC dealing but Brazil is cool about it Brazil is like yo it's chill it's, it's all good player. yeah we'll see you on the
1: other side we'll play Call of Duty where we play Call of Duty
0: exactly have you been keeping up with like the moment to moment of this whole situation like jim ryan just flying places and being like please no please god let us
1: have call of duty yeah i just can't wait for it to be over man I, i just like i keep saying this and i'm broken record but i just i hate the fact that like both xbox and playstation have to say ridiculous statements that either are just facts that when you say them sound stupid or they're saying things that we're all looking at like that is such a stretch of the truth, but it's like they have to do it. They have to say yeah. these things and then we're all just commenting on them because those are the things being said, but they have to be said. It's awkward as hell yeah. and I just want this to end. Is that it's that
0: thing of like when we see certain like when you see fan games get made right that are like, hey, here's another Metroid 2 remake. And Nintendo goes after them and people are like, what the fuck, Nintendo? But Nintendo's like, you know, we're about to put out a Metroid 2 remake and we can't let this trademark get lost, right? We have to do this. And also, I'm sure to some extent, Nintendo wants to do this because of the Nintendo. But on some extent, they have to do it, right? I feel like that kind of comes back to a lot of how this is getting treated where people are fucking going off on Jim Ryan because of the statements that are being made and because they, um, he's flying to fucking wherever to, you know, f- fight this tri- uh, this acquisition. But, like, the fact of the matter is, like, a lot of it is just... Um, procedural, hey, this is what we do when this happens. And like, we kind of know that Microsoft is going to acquire Bl- uh, Activision Blizzard. It's inevitable, but it's part of the process that we have to fight it because business is business. Um, but it is funny to see. It is funny to see, like, it is funny to see them talk so openly and frankly about shit that has this, like, What the fuck? Like, all right, cool. I guess they're, I guess Call of Duty really means something to PlayStation. And The fact that Microsoft has a website now where you can go to like explain, hey, none of this is nefarious. We think it's good for business. We think it's good for competition. We think it's good for everything. Like, it's fascinating to watch just on the big business level.
1: I mean, it just gets funny because the, the, more you talk about it, inevitably, you're going to say something that's ridiculous. Like you just said, without trying to be funny, you just said a line of Jim Ryan flying to Brazil and places to fight <laughs> the acquisition, as if it's like he's fucking Rocky getting in there, like fighting he's off this, like, He's running yeah, up the stairs.
0: Exactly. I love it. Absolutely love it. Do you know what else I love? What Patreon.com do you love? slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
1: Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That's sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance and now available in a 1080p 240 hertz version for the most competitive of gaming situations. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays, variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. You can get the monitor just alone, you can get it with a stand, or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT FHD Canvas Gaming Monitors at NZXT. nzxt.co slash kfgfhd. That's nzxt.co slash kfgfhd. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? I don't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank and a pursuant to a license from Visa. You USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7 Eleven or any All Point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Get your credit journey started with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chimecom KF Games.
0: Story number four. Blizzard is scrapping that phone number requirement for Overwatch 2, at least for a majority of players. This is Logan Plant at IGN. After negative feedback, Blizzard is scrapping Overwatch 2's requirement for a non-prepaid phone for most players. The change should come into effect this Friday, October 7th. In a forum post, Blizzard community manager <coughs> excuse me, uh, Jody wrote, quote, We designed Overwatch 2 to be a live service, which enables us to be responsive to a variety of player feedback. We have made the decision to remove phone number requirements for a majority of existing Overwatch players. Any Overwatch player with a connected BattleNet account, which includes all players who have played since June 9th, 2021, will not have to provide a phone number to play. We are working to make this change uh, and expect it to go live on Friday, October 7th. We'll update players once it is in effect. End quote. The SMS Protect system was intended to help curb cheating and disruptive behavior from players, and it will remain in effect for those making brand new accounts. Quote, accounts that were not connected to Battle.net as well as new accounts will still have to meet SMS Protect requirements, which helps, in- helps to ensure we're t- protecting our community against cheating. If a player is caught engaging disruptive behavior, their account may be banned, whether they have whether they have a new account or not. Reads the statement. The post ends by saying the team will quote make further adjustments in this area if it is required. End quote. End quote. The statement does not confirm whether the previous block on prepaid phone numbers has been removed, and we've asked Blizzard for a comment. Tim, have you been keeping up with this phone number situation?
1: For I a have. Much? Unfortunately, it sucks, man, because like it's one of those things where there needs to be solutions in place to cut down on the the cheaters and all the bots and the proxy bullshit. But then also, it's like, hey, like, video game developers maybe don't require things that people don't want to give out, and like some people yeah. don't have the means to give. Like this is like one of those interesting things. I remember for a very long time, from like 2004 to 2000. 11, I didn't have enough money to have a cell phone. So I just didn't have a cell phone. That made my life very difficult for so many reasons. And this type of shit every once in a while would just totally fuck me because I didn't have a phone that I could use. Yeah, And it's like, what am I supposed to do?
0: Yeah, and that's like that's that's basically the whole use case here, right? Like, I, as this story was popping up the other day, when I first saw the headline of like Blizzard's requiring you to use phones, and like players are really mad. I was like, well, do we not have phones? And then looking into the story, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, they're blocking prepaid phones, and a lot of people, like a good a good amount Some of people, have prepaid stuff phones.
2: stuff from Blizzard. Classic. Yeah.
0: I do, I do love that they're changing it, because it, it did come off that way. I think a lot of people were like, yo, I can't afford to, like, certain plans, so I have to go with this plan. Like, I, uh, what, when I first moved to seattle like 5 6 years ago i think i had a plan like that that was pre that, that was prepaid uh and guess what at that time i was enjoying blizzard <laughs> or uh, overwatch it, it, so,
2: it was was blizzard the company that did do the the meme thing where they're like do you guys not have phones for like yeah, games yeah
0: that was i believe wow. it was diablo immortal wow. where like i think people might have booted it and the guy was like do you guys not have phones and so it's <laughs> it's a little bit of a repeat of that but at least they're on it at least they're fixing it to to some extent um Oh, please fix it so that I can play the game because I really again, that's the thing too. is
1: it, it sucks because fixing it is just like like putting your your finger in the, the hole of the dam while another other things busting open. It's like, yeah, th- that's the problem with this. It's like th- these systems need to be in place to make the experience better. But they like stepped on the, the rake, essentially. And it's like it's unfortunate that uh, things don't just work the way that they should, you know? Yeah. And it's it's.
0: It's that thing where I when one thing's when one thing goes wrong, there's a second thing that goes wrong, and it's a third thing, and it just keeps keeps piling up in the way that I look back at what Fallout 76, where like the launch was busted, but then also the special editions had the wrong bag or whatever the fuck that got people mad. And every day to every week it felt like there was something new that was wrong with Fallout 76 that had people mad. This is a little bit of what the Overwatch 2 launch feels like. Not to that extent necessarily, but in terms of Oh man, I can't get in on launch day. Oh man, y'all are getting DDoS attacks? Oh man, uh, the uh, fuck, I can't get in because I don't, I like, you're not accepting my my phone number. Like the thing for me the other day at launch was the fact that. I had to connect my phone number um i forget for what reason but they made me connect my phone number i guess it was required for everybody um and as i was doing that i was like cool i guess i'll go on the blizzard website and guess what the blizzard website was down because everybody was trying to get to the website to connect their phone number you know it's always something uh but hopefully you know they're able to clean this up uh sooner than later because it's been such an unfortunate last couple of days of overwatch 2 launch and a game called overwatch 2 shouldn't have launched that this that's, it that's shouldn't. this bad it and shouldn't. Man, it's not all on the, on them cuz of course you can't really control a DDoS but even still man it's it fucking sucks
1: it really does
0: one day I'll play Overwatch too do you know a game I'm never going to play it's a game called Babylon's Fall this is story number 5 Platinum Games is sorry about Babylon's Fall this comes from George Yang at IGN Platinum Games says that it is sorry about the impending shutdown of Babylon's Falls servers, but also notes that it will not impact any future live service plans. In an interview with VGC, Platinum Games CEO Atsushi Inaba said, quote, the only thing we can comment on here in terms of the closure of Babylon's fall service itself is that this unfortunate conclusion might have been something that had triggered some disappointment, perhaps maybe even anger to our dedicated fans and players. And any disappointment that we might have caused for our fan base is something we feel extremely sorry about. The fact that we led our dedicated fans to feel feel that way as a developer, providing any sentiment other than enjoyment and fun in our creations to players, is something that we're not very happy about at, at all as a developer, end quote. Inaba, unfortunately, was unable to go into any specifics about Babylon Falls Babylon's Falls shutdown, noting that it was up to Square Enix to divulge any further details about it. However, despite the game's failure, Platinum Games still wants to invest in live service games. Quote, there's a lot that we learned from this experience, and it's not changed our future plans or outlook moving forward regarding doing live service games at all. Live service games are definitely something we want to do and put our effort into moving forward, Iniba explains. Tim? Yep. They put their hand on the stove. Mm -hmm. They got burnt. And you know what? They're like, fuck it. Let's put put our hand on the stove again. Let's keep
1: doing this. Just a little bit. You know, let's see what's happening. Don't get fooled again, you know. Yeah,
0: I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I, I, want them to to succeed. Obviously, Platinum Games is a fantastic developer when they want to be. But yeah, I like. I have such little faith in their live service pursuit, mainly because none of their games seem like live service games, right? They make fantastic character action games. They make fantastic just action games in general, right? Like you look at Bayonetta. You look at Nier. You look at um, Astral Chain. You look at even going back, right? Metal uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and the list goes on in terms of oh, these guys have a specialty here that they should hone in on and, like, really double down on. And the fact that they're like, nah, man, we can make a live service game. We can do it. I'm like, nah, man, don't do it. I don't think that's you, bro. I don't think that's you.
1: (sighs) It's rough out there, man. Yeah, we really shall. And it's like, when you look at these teams like Platinum that, like, I really am so interested in what the video game landscape is going to look like in five years, even when it comes to uh, groups like Platinum, right? That don't have the publisher distributor arm that we see things like the bigger dogs like the Ubisofts and Square Enixes and stuff have. Um, with all these acquisitions and decisions being made, it's like it feels like Platinum has had hits and misses in a way that no one of their size has that quantity of in both angles right yep. so it's like i really wonder what is going to happen to platinum
0: do you, i mean do you think anything bad is going to happen platinum do you think that this the platinums fall i think hey, hey. i don't think it's going to be
1: platinum's fall <laughs> i do think something's going to happen to platinum i think platinum is going to get acquired i just don't know by who or when and what that's going to look like
0: do you have any top contenders on who could apply uh acquire
1: platinum? no i mean yeah like tencent right or freaking mm-hmm. like uh the embracer group like any of the obvious ones like i i think it's more likely to be one of those than uh than a playstation Sony. or xbox yeah. Or. yeah but that is also an option i just don't i don't see that yeah. happening
0: hear me out nintendo come through mm. bayonetta has done so well for you and platinum yeah. i think wonderful, has-
1: 101, bayonetta. wonderful 101
0: they have the the third iteration of that hero trilogy coming through sometime soon there's enough There's enough connection there, and I think there's probably enough like, hey, you're a good developer and you make polished games when you want to. Let's acquire you, and let's make sure that we're honing in on the stuff that you guys do well and make that part of the Nintendo catalog. I it's
1: think there's something there. Yeah, I don't I think, think Nintendo is the type
0: to acquire, like, uh, like, to that extent. They don't really do that no, as much,
1: but... But they have acquired, you know? They're not against mm-hmm. acquiring, and it would be different, but not unprecedented. But I don't expect that to happen, because I think they have a good relationship right now, just being able to kind of partner with but
0: yeah, well. story number six. The Far Cry 6 Game of the Year Edition is out and is $120. This one's from what? Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. The previously rumored but unofficially <laughs> announced Far Cry 6 Game of the Year Edition Finally. is out now. Priced at $119.99. Retail listings for the new edition popped up on the PlayStation and Xbox Digital stores today, confirming previous reports that the game is set to receive an expansion. Existing Far Cry 6 owners can upgrade to the Game of the Year Edition for $59.99 headlining the new edition is the quote lost between worlds expansion which is coming soon the game of the year edition includes uh the all new expansion all season past content you can play as the past far cry villains voss pagan Min, and joseph seed and three twisted dlc episodes uh the full far cry 3 blood dragon classic edition game which is actually like this is actually a good thing to pack in there. Uh, the ultimate pack includes the jungle expedition pack, the croc hunter pack, and the vice pack. And then you can enjoy all free game updates, including a new difficulty mode, ammo switch, individual loadouts, and more. Tim. Okay. No. <laughs> no, you know, no. You don't want to revisit 2021 Stop.
1: game of the year? Far Cry six? I am I am utterly beside myself with what you just told me. So, first off, let's just get the the elephant. Out of the room is what I mm. want to do. I want to point, look at him straight in the fucking eyes and say, Get the hell out. Use the small door. I want you to squeeze okay elephant. Oh, right.
0: squeeze that elephant through the door. God, get the hell
1: through that oh, tiny wow. little door. You big ol' elephant.
2: Goddamn.
1: Who the hell gave this game of the year?
2: That's what I asked last time. Uh, this was rumored, I, Tim. That, and that's and the thing. wrong came through. And they're like, oh, well, technically on the game award it. thing, uh, Giancarlo Esposito won best performer for something. It's like, fuck you. That's not game of the year. That's, that's not, not game, game of anymore.
1: the year. That's not game of the year. We need that to be clear. Now, the second thing mm. is $60 for the game of the year edition of Far Cry 6. Or sorry. I'm just Far Cry Six, right? If, $60 was it if sixty wanna... or was it seventy when it first came? So, out?
0: oh, when it first came out, I want to say let's just it pretend was 60. it's
1: sixty. I, yeah. think, yeah. I think
2: Ubisoft has been doing the ubiquitous sixty for yeah. both uh, when it's especially when it's
1: cross-gen. So let's say it was sixty bucks. They're mm. now asking double that for a yes. game that wasn't received glowingly, right? This late in the game after after launch, and you just read me what this includes. An all-new expansion that's coming soon, all season pass content of the old stuff, an old Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon classic edition game, a bunch of other stuff. Hey, this man. all reads to me as like, oh, hey, this is the game of year edition of a game that came out that actually got game of the year awards. We're going to make it. It was $70. Now it's 60 and you get all this other stuff. <laughs> now That's how this should read.
0: To be clear if you're buy if you're if you don't already own Far Cry six it is 120 dollars. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Yeah, 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 if you already own it, then yeah, you're paying sixty more for no, I mean, all
1: this shit. That's even more insane. That, that reminds, is, that's the thing. If you already bit. own
0: it, you're paying. Uh, you're basically <laughs> buying the game again to <laughs> get
2: all this. I, additional This reminds shit. me of when I it was either Origins or Odyssey. I just know I was at IGN at the time where one of those season passes that was the only way you could get like Assassin's Creed Three remastered or some shit. And it was the and then they eventually were like, all right, now it's its own thing. The fact that they're like trying to tie in Far Cry Three Blood Dragon into this is like such a weird. Like why why it's definitely that like all right What can we put into this thing to kind of justify the hundred and twenty
0: dollar price tag? And so like putting in Far Cry 3 blood because that's the only thing I, that that caught my eye I was like oh blood dragon. I love blood dragon I don't love it enough to pay hundred and twenty dollars For like the Far Cry 6 game of the year edition or the an additional sixty dollars But like you put it you put it out blood dragon for 15 bucks on the PlayStation Store. I'm buying that I'm playing it again It's a fun game.
1: I, I am
0: Beside I'm really yourself, bad.
1: Yes, this fucking elephant won't leave. It's just here. Just stuck in the door. His He's, name is Eves. I
0: can't squeeze Eves. Like Eves oh, oh. Eve's the oh. elephant. Oh gosh. Is he French? Get <laughs> oh, out, but, Eves. Oh man. You hate to see it. All right. You really these, do. Oh no oh, most, guy, Yeah. He didn't make it through the door, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Story number six uh seven. Let's round out the Roper Report with some happy news. Uh Pete Hines just got a promotion. This comes from Danielle Partis hey. at Games and she biz. Pete Hines, former Senior VP of Global Marketing and Communications at Bethesda, has been promoted to Head of Global Publishing at the studio, Games can confirm. Additionally, Aaron Losey, Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications, will now lead all of Bethesda's global marketing and communication efforts. Hines joined Bethesda Softworks in 1999 as a member of the marketing team, primarily working in a a PR capacity on the studio's Fallout projects. Quote, it's a privilege to lead global publishing for Bethesda, a place that's been my home for 23 years, Heinz said in a statement. Quote, it's humbling to think about how far, we've come in, how far we've come in that time, and I'm excited to work in this new role to help our world-class teams make great games. End quote. Go get him, Pete Heinz. Go get
1: you. him, Pete Heinz. So proud of the boy. This is awesome. He's tapped his leg into our hearts, and now he's tapped his leg into a promotion, a very oh, well-deserved yeah. one. He's been doing this since 1999 dang wild dang son i hope he still
0: still comes out on the e3 stages i want to i want to see him continue to present stuff
1: oh yeah i think he will he got promoted you know what i mean he got promoted the stage is his now but like did he get promoted in the way where
0: it's like all right now you you're you're just in an office collecting money or did he get promoted in a way where it's like, no, we still like you, we still want you to put, to like, you know, talk on stages and shit for us. I hope he can it. Or are we both. gonna start seeing more of Aaron? Because I'm down to see Aaron. Too. I don't know if I've seen Aaron on a stage, who's now the, you know, doing more of the work that um, Heinz uh, was doing.
1: Yeah, do not know Aaron, yeah. but I'm excited to meet them.
0: You know what I'm excited for? What I'm was? excited for the next Bethesda game showcase, which will, yeah. which is just the Xbox game showcase. This is the same mm-hmm. thing now. But Tim. That is just so far away. Mm-hmm. If I wanna know what's coming into Mom and Grop shops today,
1: where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kinda of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
0: <laughs> yeah! today we got medieval dynasty for xbox series x and s we got Neurotomata for switch Townscaper vr for meta quest and pico vr Neurotomata. i guess this is the same thing Neurotomata, the end of yorha edition for, for switch and then trash sailors for ps4 and switch we have one new date for you of course need for speed unbound for ps5 xbox series s or x and s and pc uh via steam epic game store and origin will launch on december 2nd December second. Bless, I got December one more 2nd. for
2: I, I got one more for you for out today, oh, or what at is least that? up today. Uh, the Steam Deck uh, official deck thing that you can get oh. uh, is up for uh, the Steam pre-order. Deck dock. The Steam, the Steam Deck oh. dock, dock is oh, yes. uh, up for pre-order, I believe. It's it's a little pricey. Oh, uh, let it? me let me see what the price was that Wario put up. Eighty nine ninety nine. Mm. Mm. So there you go. That is
0: honestly that was less than I expected you to say. When you said pricey, I was thinking it was gonna mm. be over over a hundred
2: eighty nine ninety nine. I was I was drink, hoping for sixty personally, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, apparently up for reservation, and oh, uh, so log in with your Steam accounts and check that out if that's something you've been waiting for. So there you go.
0: Hell yeah, I've been waiting on this. Uh, and then we got uh, oh I already did new dates. Uh, then deal of the day for you: Battlefront Brigade Deluxe is up on the U.S. E shop for three dollars and ninety nine cents. And so, if you're as money, he's been looking out for Battle Chef Brigade. I've heard, I know quite a few people that love Battle Chef. And so, $4 sounds, sounds like sounds a like great deal. Yeah. You get Drop. to be a chef and you get to battle. What more can you ask for? That's it. Now, now it's time for reader mail. Of course, you can write it into kindofunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show, just like Marco Hutchins did. Marco writes in and says, Wahoo KFGD, on this beautiful day of the Mario trailer reveal, I have two questions for you. One, do you think there will be a new Mario game released next year, sometime close to when the movie comes out to tie in with the movie? And, two, what do you want for the art style of the next Mario game? Ever since someone put the idea into my head of a cup, Cuphead-style hand-drawn Mario game, I will forever wish for that. But as long as it's different from the, quote, new-slash-Wii style of game, I'll be happy. Love the show and can't wait for the studio stream next week. Marco. Tim. Ma. Fucking. Gettys, Are we getting a Mario game to align with the Mario movie?
1: You know, this is probably one of the things I've talked about the most on camera when it comes to video games uh, is just my love for 2D Mario and my sadness that we haven't had a new look for it in decades. At this point, um, I will never forget sitting at the library in high school, sneaking in E3 updates on the Internet uh, at in the, the computer lab and seeing the announcement of new Super Mario Brothers coming to the DS and i was like Mm. oh my god we're getting a new 2d mario this is this is absolutely wild and this was after the the previous 2d mario before this this was 2006 the previous one was super mario world 2 yoshi's island Mm. debatably a mario game so before that it was mario world right 91 that's a big ass gap and even then we don't get mario games that frequently which is wild to think about when it's like the core actual games like even the 3d games we had mario 64 and then sunshine and then we get into galaxies and stuff Mm -hmm. when Mario, when new super mario bros came out on the ds it had the art style of mario 64 and they never looked back once mario 64 happened it homogenized the look of mario across the board mario his friends the mushroom kingdom all of it got this very sterile look that was awesome at the time but here we are decades later and every single time we see mario and his friends they look exactly the same and that is something that grinds my gears bless mm-hmm. i just want something you. unique you think back to mario one mario two and i understand two as its issues i don't give a shit mario one both mario twos mario three mario world mario world Two, yoshi's island all of them had unique art styles that yep. helped make the games stand out and be special be unique experiences I want to see that again. I think that we will. You I really so? do. Wow. I, I, I mean, we're going to at some point. And I think that the timing is better now than ever. The mm-hmm. 2D Mario team hasn't worked on or hasn't released anything in so long, so long, so fucking long. What have they been working on? We have the Mario movie coming out. They're going to want to get some promotion there. Traditionally, 2D Mario games outsell 3D Mario games by a ridiculous percentage. Mario Odyssey has bucked that trend to an extent, but. You better fucking believe if they put out a new 2D Mario game with an actual new art style and all this stuff that's exciting, you're going to activate every part of the Switch audience. And that game is going to sell like gangbusters. We've seen what media, cross media can do to game sales in the last couple of weeks, last couple of years with the Netflix shows and all that with Cyberpunk and The Witcher. Guess what it could do to fucking Mario?
0: Here's what, and that's a good launching off point for where I want to go, Tim. Because this is what I want to posit. To start off with the number one part of Marco's question, no, we're not going to get a Mario game to align with the with with the movie, at least at the same time, right? I I think Nintendo is very like, hey, everything is its own thing. Like obviously the movie is to promote the Mario game, and vice and vice versa, right? But I don't think you're going to get a game that comes out the same month or possibly even the same year as this Mario movie. That said, what I wonder is if this movie is a hit. Which, judging from the poster, and now I'm at a place where I'm like, dude, this movie could actually be really good, and I'm very excited to see the trailer. I'm hoping the trailer hits. Um, but if this movie is great, and Mario is talking the whole time, what are the chances Chances that fans start to demand that Mario talks in his games? Right? Like, if enough people watch the movie and are like, oh, this is awesome. Man, Mario talking is actually pretty great. Yeah, like, I want more of this. <laughs> is, Nintendo, is Nintendo like... Um, uh, like does does Nintendo then have to like react to that? Do they have to go? I ah, mean, oh, fuck! We got to make Mario talk. There's him next no period. shot
2: that Chris Pratt's performance is gonna be like is gonna be so spectacular that people are gonna be like, "I want this little man, this little Italian plumber, to talk
1: all the time." I don't know, man. No shot. I, I you know, I don't know I, man. I'm I'm pretty hopeful for what we're about to get in this trailer, but I think Barrett's right. <laughs> I like, don't I, think I that... Think it, I, I, at best, it could be fine. It could be it
2: could be okay. I don't think it's gonna be above and beyond where people are head over heels of like, we need this little Italian man to talk all the time while he's jumping and punching and flipping his little hat. Like, there's no, no way.
0: No. People are saying no way Pratt is good. Listen, I'm not the biggest Chris Pratt fan either, but he's pretty decent. Like, he's a funny dude, and like, he... He's done voice acting shit in the past, right? Like he was, he's but been it's in just uh, his voice, voice
2: It's just his voice, though. Which has <laughs> got it's a good gonna, voice, yeah. But I, this, this isn't me Mario? saying that. Like,
0: this isn't me saying Chris Pratt's gonna be the second coming of Christ when it comes to performing as Mario in this movie. But if the movie's good and it is, hey, like we like talking Mario, I could see that. I could see. That eventually becoming a direction of, hey, what if we made a three Mario where Mario actually has dialogue where he's talking to people? I
1: mean, the thing is we've had Mario have dialogue a million times before in the RPGs and Mario and Luigi mm. series, like all that stuff. We just didn't hear the VO side of it. Um, I don't think that there's any world in which the Mario platformers are gonna require like extensive voiceover work. Like when you think back to
0: I, not like because Mar- Mario Odyssey, I think, could have had that, right? Because like, what the other uh, fucking Peach talks and shit. Uh, I think, but so calls- little, so yeah, li- that's my thing. All is she like- does is
2: she yells Mario. And that's it,
0: man. Yeah, but, uh, but I I think in a world where people are like, actually, we could u- we could use more of this. I think you find more situations to to, to have them talk because Mario does have cutscenes. The reason why Mario doesn't talk is because like it's Nintendo and they're like, I don't know, Mario doesn't need to talk. Like we've never made the Mario talk before. Let's just not make Mario talk. If you could, if. You can find if, if people start to be like, "Yo, actually, we like this. We want Mario to talk." Which I know they people have had for Zelda forever, and they still don't have Link be voiced. But if that's the thing that people become used to and become accustomed to from the movie, I could see I could see scenarios where it is. It's not like it's not like Mario's talking the whole throughout the whole game or whatever, right? But like,
1: like in Nathan those key- Drake.
0: <laughs> it's like I don't I don't, I'm not looking for Mario and Nathan Drake out here. It was like no, 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 like I don't I'm not looking for that stuff. But it is if it is like, hey, there's five cutscenes in this Mario game, and Mario is actually. A human with a person in a brain, as opposed to like this fucking thoughtless uh, uh, plumber. I'm not calling plumbers thoughtless. I'm just calling Mario the plumber. Wow. Um, but if it is just thoughtless Mario standing there, just like you know, with not a thought behind those eyes, uh, fucking just st- standing there, like yeah, I could, I could, I could, I, I could see that working. Like I could, I could see them maybe giving Mario a voice in these games.
1: It's so funny. I mean, you guys know Mario is one of my favorite video game franchises ever, and it's like the, the older I get the more that I play these games, the more I love them. It's not like I've outgrown it. And I don't think I'm ever going to. I'm going to be so excited for any new Mario project that, that gets announced because of that, because I've grown my entire, lived my entire life growing up consuming Mario media at the peak of Mario mania. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I have heard Mario speak many different times in many different ways, whether it was Bob Hoskins in the movie or uh, I don't know the actor. But uh, we had the Mario um, World and Mario 3 cartoons. I watched those religiously. Like, I'm not against Mario having different vibes. If I'm being completely real, the the voice that he has now, Charles Martinet, Mm. fantastic. I'm over it. Like I, it's part. Mm. His voice is completely aligned with what I'm complaining about of Mario being sterilized and just turned into this homogenized, like the same thing over and over and over. I want to see reinventions. So bring on Pr- Chris Pratt. And next up, give me ASAP Rocky. Why the fuck not?
0: Well, let ASAP Rocky voice Mario. But yeah, to the, the going back to the original question, right? What do you want to see our, ourselves the next Mario game? If we're just talking about Mario in general, I want the next Mario game to be Mario Odyssey two. Like I want a sequel to Mario Odyssey, or give me Mario Galaxy 3. I'll take either one. You know, I I I I think Odyssey still has a lot of room for exploration in terms of what you can do with that branch of Mario, the uh, 3D Mario. But then also, I think a lot of people would appreciate a return to Galaxy just for the nostalgia and for like the fact that uh, Galaxy is fucking fantastic. Uh, and so I can see I can see one of those two uh, being the the next Mario game. And but yeah, for 2D Mario, I'm right there with you, Tim. Of like, I don't know, man. Do These still fresh. Do
1: My dream. Crazy my dream next Mario game is a Nintendo made 2D Mario game <laughs> with a new art style and honestly I I'll take anything from that where um this is a crazy thing for me to say but I'm gonna say it bless say it. we no. heard a lot of we heard a lot of rumors Get crazy. a lot of rumors the elephant's about, gone now about yeah the Eve's uh it. so uh, there's been a lot of talk about what is Nintendo EAD working on what's the Odyssey team working on and there was there was concepts of maybe it's a 2d donkey kong game that is a bit more like open world more of an adventure i'd be okay with that if mario wasn't just 2d challenge platforming obviously that's in its dna and that's going to be part of what it is but if it was a bit more metroidvania a bit more maybe maybe less metroidvania just more open overall i'd be really interested in that but i want to see nintendo use their full creativity to do a new 2D Mario with a new art style, new vibe, new everything, mainly because we've seen so many people do 2D Mario-type games extremely well, arguably better than Mario has in recent times, and Mario has not failed. They've only brought out like nines or tens when it comes to these shit, but there's Celestes out there, right? I want to okay. see Nintendo do something more with Mario that puts it more in the... Super Meat Boy Celeste conversation of like Whoa. oh they've evolved they've done something new hmm. right and again not following exactly what they did I want Nintendo to give me the 2023 yeah. Nintendo version of a 2D Mario game
0: what is an what is an innovative Mario game in 2023 what is something that takes takes shit to the next level no you're yeah. gonna get 3D
2: lands Part Four and you're gonna like it Tim
1: well hey I'll fucking take that too honestly yeah, that the 3D World fun. game is fantastic we don't I, I'm sad that I don't think we're gonna get more of that we got Bowser's Fury though. Which is more than I ever thought we would get. So
0: House's fear it was fire. I love about this for you so much now it's time to squad up brandon h writes in and says i missed the boat on overwatch 1 and it got too toxic for me to ever want to jump in but i'm hoping some chill best friends would be interested in helping me learn overwatch 2. i'm usually only available on weeknights after 10 p.m east uh, est uh and sometimes on the weekends any help would be much appreciated if you want to play with brandon h you can add brandon uh on ps5 and xbox with the username prophet gk that is p-r-o-p-h-e-t G K, Go help him out with some Overwatch. Uh, Now it's time for one of them rotating segments. We've got a required reading for you today. Uh, We're going over to IGN. This is a Rebecca Valentine exclusive. And I implore you, go over to IGN, give her the click. Uh, This is an amazing article. It's very long, but it is titled, How a Plants vs. Zombies Game Died So a Star Wars Game Could Live. And then also die. Uh, the article <laughs> starts. I'll read like the first parts of the article. And then I'll point you guys over there. Because it is a fantastic read for the parts. The, of the link will of be
2: it. in the description.
0: Hell okay, yeah. In the second half of 2016. A small team of developers at PopCap Vancouver. Were gearing up for a presentation. That will determine the future of their team. Their project. And pot- potentially an already beloved franchise. Plants vs. Zombies. For the past year, they had been working on a brand new Plants vs. Zombies adventure that will take the series in a very different direction. Though they had EA's blessing for their work to that to that point, it wasn't a guarantee the project would ultimately see the light of day, especially given how ambitious it was. It was called Project Hot Tub, a humorous but vague reference to, 20, to the 2010 film Hot Tub Time Machine. It was to be an action-adventure game uh, with the open corridor progression of an Uncharted, the combat of something like Batman Arkham Knight, but the family-friendly vibes of a Ratchet & Clank. Project Hot Tub featured a pair of teenage sibling leads uh, who were thrown back in time by a zombie-corrupted experiment, teaming up with familiar plants from the Plants vs. Zombies series to fight off zombie foes across multiple historical eras. But sometimes, even with promising projects, uh, they're dropped for unexpected reasons. In the case of Project Hot Tub, IGN understands it was shut down to extend more resources to Visceral's Star Wars project, which itself was cancelled not long after. That's where I'm going to stop, and that's where I'm going to point you again to Rebecca Valentine's article, because all that right there is fucking fascinating <laughs> yeah. and also wild. Because that sounds like an awesome Plants vs. Zombies game, and the fact that like they got pulled off of that to work on a Star Wars game that never came out breaks my heart.
1: That sucks. Yeah, it really does, man. It really does. Oh, yeah. this is sad. But yeah, go support Reb doing great work over there at IGN.
0: Great job, Reb, on this report. Actually,
1: doing journalism stuff.
0: Yeah. Now it's time for kindoffunny dot slash you're wrong. Rewad in. let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so you can correct for flows. Watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Globe, 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 globe. Uh, says peace. Peach has talked since Mario sixty four, where the game starts their VO. I don't know if we got that wrong,
2: but nah, bruh. Yeah. no, we we mentioned Peach talked. Yeah, I did heard a little Mario thing, you know, when she screams, and Bowser's got her. He's like, I'm gonna marry you. She's like, every huh? single
0: time I see that the beginning of Mario 64, where it is peach, like the peach letter, I get like peach. maybe the strongest burst of nostalgia I, I like I, yeah. I, I ever can get.
1: So, this, I have a quick story I need to tell. I know we're running late, but I, I have whatever. two things I need to say that I got rationally angry about in my childhood that I'll never forgive. One tell of me. them was Barney. I've always hated <laughs> Barney since the day uh, I first laid eyes on him because Mm. i was obsessed with thomas the tank engine fucking obsessed he's blue he's perfect okay then one day (laughs) i go to turn on thomas the tank engine and guess what's on this fucking dinosaur named barney and i'm like what is happening my little brother cool greg my little brother cool greg he's all like i'm two years old and i'm like hey what is this he's like i love him and i'm like no and he's like i love you he loves me we're a happy family and i'm like get the hell out of my house get out of that door go follow eves all right. Then second thing, <laughs> second time my life was destroyed. Bless. Mm. I boot up Mario 64 for the first time. It loads up. I'm reading this beautiful letter, this beautiful handwritten letter from Princess Toadstool. And it's signed Princess Toadstool. But then she says Peach and it says Peach. And all of a sudden, there's some Toadstool erasure going on. And I've had mm. to live every day of my life, bless, mm. with this lie, this lie that she's now going by Peach. Sure, it's her first name. I get that. But don't call her Princess Peach. I get we call her Princess Diana, but I want to call her Princess Toadstool. I want to call him Doctor Robotnik, not Doctor Eggman. He's fucking Robotnik. I can keep going, but I'm gonna stop right now. What boys. you got
0: against first names, Tim? What you got against first names? A lot. my girl Peach live. All right, she wanted to nah, rebrand. Dude. She just wanted to rebrand. You know,
1: uh, Toadstool.
0: If you wanted to rebrand to like you had the rebrand to the Force 30 under 30, right? That became your intro. Why don't you let Peach do the same thing? Mm -mm. Let Peach be Peach. No. That's what I say. (laughs) We got a couple more of your wrongs for you. Bader SN says Barrett said Blue Toad was the only main Toad in in one game, but Blue Toad along with Yellow Toad are playable Toads in both New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Wii U, and Super Luigi U. Uh, However, Blue Toad is not featured in the Switch version as he was replaced
2: with Peachette. Okay, but like, it's still Red Toad. Y'all can fuck off with that stuff. Who was trapped in the wall when we first walked into the castle in Mario 64 Begging for help. Who was our homie? It was Red Toad. Miss me with that blue and yellow Toad shit. Do you think
0: this might be an era thing? Because I'm with Barrett that, like, it's Red Toad. But, I mean, Blue Toad was the main Toad in Mario 2. Blue Toad seemingly is, like, one of the main Toads in these That was
1: That was uh, a... Is it because we're
0: 94 babies?
1: No, no. Toad's red. Toad is red. There's no question about that. (laughs) Okay,
2: my other question. Can you change uh, Toad's color in Mario Kart? Or is he just red by default?
0: I assume is just red in all the Mario cards. My case stands. That's a good point. That's a good call. And then Nano writes in and says, Giancarlo Esposito was only nominated for best performance. He didn't win the award. And Nano, I don't like the shady tone you're taking towards Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, He only deserves respect because he uh, played Gus in Breaking Bad. And so that's how I feel about that. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Tim and me, if you're watching this live. After this, is Mike and Nick playing some Warzone. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com, because Kind of Funny Games. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each every day live, right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.